Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Josh Pearson, Jimmy Allen with you on this Thursday. Jimmy will have uh, some bonus coverage of Creighton coming up after the Grum tonight at 6 o'clock on the Creighton Athletics Hour, which is now moved to Thursdays. We'll also talk about the Jays with John Walker at 4.30. We'll also set the Nebraska scene with Robin Washett in about 45 minutes, and that leads us right into our discussion, Jimmy, about last night. Uh, I feel comfortable in saying the worst night of hoops for both teams combined. This season? No, yeah. I don't think it's debatable. Have, have they both lost on the same night before? They have. Uh, I believe I'm, I'm almost sure when Creighton lost to Villanova and Nebraska lost as well. Okay, back in uh, in December? Yeah, here, I'm going to pull up both. Sides. So, yeah, not not a great night. Um, both teams lose their second consecutive game. Um, I, I'm wondering, Jimmy, like what the, the most maybe disheartening thing is for either side in this one, because for me, like, Ooh. starting with Nebraska... Is anybody in Lincoln really that... I mean, listen, they got it put on them last mm-hmm. night. But they were on the road. Was anybody See, surprised that, they lost that's that the, Not surprised that they lost, but I think that, they, like you said, they got it put on them. I think that's the disappointing thing is I keep watching them and I keep coming on the show and I keep saying I think that this is a good basketball team. And I think that they have... With Nebraska? Yeah, yeah. I think that they are a good team and that they play well. And I thought that the Illinois game could have been this kind of corner turning, if you will, of them to, hey, now when they play good teams on the road, and certainly Northwestern is another good team, they're a bubble team, you know, theoretically just like Nebraska is, that when they play a team like that on the road, that they should be competitive. Um, You know, it's one thing to, you know, lose to Illinois. It's another thing to lose to Northwestern. It's another thing to just feel like at times they don't belong on the same floor, and that was certainly the case in the first half. And so I think that that's the... The disappointing thing for me is not that they lost another road game. That's not a surprise. But it's that they kind of looked outclassed again for a half. Because I was hoping that that conversation, or at least that type of stuff happening on the floor, that they were going to be past it going into last night's game. They lost. Uh, they both lost on January 17th. Nebraska to Rutgers. Uh, and then, obviously, Creighton to UConn. Okay. So it has happened. Um, and you can argue maybe that was even <laughs> a worse night because the way Nebraska lost. I mean, almost... Flip flop situation. Nebraska lost in overtime. Yeah, and Creighton got it put on them by uh, at least the number one team in the yeah, country. Yeah, see, but at least at that yeah. in that case, it was the, one of the best teams in the country. Yeah. And you know, in Nebraska, it, it, they had long stretches that night where they did not score any buckets. But you know, I guess they lost close. I mean, yeah. So this is at, le- at the very worst, or the very least, it's the second worst night combined. I'd say it's the worst. I'd say last night was worse for both teams combined on the aggregate than that first one was. I'm with you, though, on the Nebraska thing. I've been saying before the season started, I, I thought Rink Mass was going to be that piece that Fred Hoiberg was missing. It's just what we've always seen him like to operate his offense with, and I thought he was going to be that piece that was going to get this team to the tournament. I've been saying before the season started that they were going to make the tournament. Yeah. After last night, you so, I, 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 I'm kind of a little bit more hesitant because, listen, it was what we thought was going to be two penciled-in wins over Michigan – Michigan just beat Wisconsin last night, too, and it's looking a little scary. Right now, Nebraska, according to uh, John's buddy Bart, is a is the first team out. Yeah. The first team out uh, in the tournament. I know that uh, they, you know quite a few still have them in, 
But I think that what you just say about Michigan, I think that that is spot on. Because the thing that I was concerned about and why John and I disagreed a little bit yesterday, we had a question, what what team needs to win more tonight? I said Nebraska, John said Creighton. And like, obviously I think we, maybe the answer is going to end up being both yes. of us just really needed that <laughs> win. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> but I thought for Nebraska, getting a win, because I don't really think anything is guaranteed moving forward, as good as they have been at home, you know, there's a very real world where they lose that Wisconsin game last week, and so we're still not talking about them as this undefeated conference team at home. Um, and so losing another one of those, and like now, for the most part, moving forward, you're kind of past being able to get some nice pellets on the wall. Like, they're not going to be able to do that in the regular season anymore. And, and that's the difference, because a lot of people would probably throw out there, well, both these teams only have 16 wins right now in the month of February. And, yeah, what's the difference? Well, the difference is Creighton's, Creighton plays in the Big East and still has a lot of the uh, of games you can make up and get quality wins, where Nebraska, you're looking at kind of the bottom of the Big Ten right now. and Which could work out for them because they could win. Yeah, and that's 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 what matters. I, th- I said after they beat Wisconsin, I said if they go 500 the rest of the way, and both of those wins, and two of those wins have to be against Michigan. I don't think you can lose to Michigan and get in. I th- and I think that's even more hammered home after the loss to Northwestern. I thought they were shooing. Yeah. And now it's like, uh, you better beat Michigan. <laughs> Otherwise, it, it probably doesn't matter what happens the rest of the way. Yeah, moving forward, they have uh, three home games in the next four. Michigan, Penn State at home. Then they're traveling to to uh, Bloomington to play Indiana. And then they bring Minnesota back in. They finish, of course, with Ohio State Rutgers. And then Michigan um, on the road. And then the Big Ten tournament. So Yeah, you, know, you might be talking about a, a Ohio State team that might have it mailed in, too, at that point. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And so, you know... you. So at the very least, they should be able to find a road win. Like they have opportunities, but I think what you just said about Michigan is also very, very true. And so then looking at it from the um, the Creighton side of things and where they find themselves right now. So you're right. Like they're going to have opportunities to pick up some nice wins in the remainder of their regular season because they will play good teams. On the other hand, I'll just look at it from the flip side, Jimmy. It's a chance to pick up a bunch more losses, too. Yeah. And so, like, what are we going to be talking about about this team? And I think the thing that I'm surprised with them is, so at the very end of last year, the, the as in the last calendar year, not the okay. last season, they finish with two losses. Villanova, the one that you just mentioned, and then they finish with Marquette. And they start off 4-0 in January, they lose to UConn, and they finish 3-0, including that triple overtime win over Seton Hall a few Saturdays ago. And I thought, like, wow. I don't think that they're going to win the Big East um, regular season, but they are coming out of this month of January in a really good spot. They have found a lot of success, and I mean, obviously, by this point in time, they're seven and five. UConn is eleven and one, so they're four games up. Plus, they have the win in their back pocket. They're not going to win the regular season championship, but now they're—I mean—suddenly they're in this large-ass middle class. Which I thought that with some of those wins that they had in January, that they'd kind of separated themselves from, and I thought that yeah. they were going to be able to hang out in that two or three range. And right now, Jimmy, they're they're tied. They they tied with Xavier. They both have uh, seven and five records, so they're fourth. But there's three six and six teams below them, and then Villanova at five and seven. So you want to talk about uh, uh, two games that are separating team number four from team number nine right now in the Big East Conference? Yeah, it's a it's a it's a log jam, but. About the month of January, specifically after that UConn game, we talked to Ryan Miller after the, the UConn game, and obviously no coach wanted to have that conversation, but specifically yeah. the guy that's the head of the offense now comes in, and he said, listen, we're going to 
take everybody that's on this coaching staff. We're going to get into a room together and figure it out. And I think that's why it felt so much different for uh, the Creighton situation at the end of January because it looked like they had figured it out. I thought so too. Ryan Kalkbrenner was getting more involved in the offense. Steven Ashworth was picking up the defense a little bit quicker and giving you more of an effort on, on that side of the ball and kind of creating turnovers and really getting a grasp on this offense. And then February's happened. And yeah. neither one of those two things that I just mentioned are kind of still on the forefront. Now, Stephen Ashworth had an amazing offensive output last night, but he struggled a little bit defensively. Yeah, and that's the funny thing is Ashworth now, after, you know, a lot of discussion about his offensive game, has started to find himself. Yeah. You know, and then there's the <clears throat> the play late where I mean he gets bodied to the floor and no foul is called. And there was a situation last night where you had two Providence defenders literally run into Trey Alexander in like a sandwich type situation. He mm-hmm. fell on the ground. It was loose ball turnover. Yeah. Like, listen, I get it. Hometown whistles are a thing. There's just some stuff last night where you put it on film and you're like, this is almost textbook what a foul is supposed to be. That they just like, oh, now you could say that about both sides too. There sure, was, 100%. There was, a, there was a couple situations last night. Where it's Bay- like you add up the number of fouls that are called and it's like, okay, it's not that big of a number. Well, it, it more like Baylor Shireman was seeing what was happening on this side of the floor and was taking some liberties. Mm-hmm. And, and listen, if if you know you can get away with it, I I, I encourage it on both sides. But it, it just comes down to like, what are we doing here? Like, you know, you've got to protect the players. And, and Trey, Trey Alexander had a runner at the, at the rim where he got fouled and the guy landed on top of him and there wasn't a call. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It, it's just incredibly frustrating. But uh, about Creighton in these last two games, I think the most frustrating things about Jays fans is you score 98 points in regulation against Butler and you lose. Yep. You score 87 points on the road in Providence where, listen, you've struggled mightily in that gym from an offensive output standpoint your entire time in the Big East, and yeah. you still and lose. Yeah, you're putting up these point totals that, like, you know, nine times out of ten you're getting Ten times victories. out of ten. <laughs> yeah, and you're losing in back-to-back games in yeah. these types of situations. I, I, the, 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 I think there's been so much talk, and, it, and Alex even brought it up on the post game last night about last year, last year, last year, and obviously it's the most successful run in the postseason that a Creighton team's ever had, so it's kind of hard to forget about last year. But, like, the fact that people were – almost appalled by Creighton's loss at at Providence last night on on the post game show was a little baffling to me. Mac is 4 and 11 in that gym all time. So mm-hmm. it's not like you have this long history of going out to Rhode Island and coming back with with a win like it's, For sure. it it was kind of more the same last night and and that crowd I don't know if you got to hear any of John's call last night but they Sadly were, no. They were getting after him. Yeah, not, yeah, not, yeah he, he, he uh we we opened with the show with with John screaming at the fans. But, really? Yeah, so. Oh. It was they were they were uh, the student section was throwing stuff on the floor last night. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was it was pretty epic out there. Yeah, uh, we get to some uh, responses when we return. Also, John and I really haven't had a chance to do a deep dive totally into the Super Bowl just yet, um, and so we will see if we can take off the Jimmy Allen snark hat and see if we can have a discussion about the game and, and how he truly feels about it. Again, I do like the 49ers. And Let's uh, go, Chiefs. Yeah, John and I will have a nice big breakdown tomorrow on the uh, show as well. Aaron Schatz is going to join us, and we think we'll have Todd Furman tomorrow nice. as well. Uh, he's Jimmy Allen. I'm Josh Peterson. More to come on 1620 The Zone.